0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Freedomology, the podcast. My name is Julie Christensen, and my guest today is Lori Swallow-Schleisner. And through poetry, prose, and nonfiction, Lori strives to help others discover and thrive in their unique human blueprint. She is a survivor, a life coach, and nature lover, and an artist. And Lori writes from deep wells of experience on her path to deeper engagement, meaningful impact, and less stress through simpler, more authentic living. Lori approaches life the way she does a canvas, finding unexpected treasure in the little things and celebrating beauty through writing, painting, woodworking, kayaking, and gardening. Despite an insatiable curiosity and seemingly endless list of interests, her faith and her family are her top priority. Lori and her husband Grant enjoy collaborative play in woodcraft, Celtic music, beekeeping, and a shared love for Scotland ever dreaming of more time with their children, Kelly, Catherine, Jackson, and Grace Ann. They currently reside in Nashville, Tennessee, but they are dreaming of life in the Northwest Highlands of Scotland, and I hope for their sake that they will make it there someday. I'm so grateful for you to be on the show today. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. It's a joy and a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: So uh, tell me a little bit about how you became a life coach. What was your journey to moving into life coaching?
1: That's a dangerous question. I will try to be brief.
0: Okay. Uh, I was
1: in an abusive marriage from barely an adult for about 11 years, had my two children and found freedom. Let's just put it that way and needed to grow and live authentically. So I went through the process of finding, finding myself, my truth, my core values. And over time realized that the best practices for my life included what came naturally was asking people questions, finding out about them, and helping them to sort of sort themselves out in the process. And uh, just realized life coaching was a perfect fit. Um, so I went through the certification process, really absolutely loved it. It's the best work that I do in terms of personal satisfaction and feedback. So my specialty happens to be adults with ADHD and folks on the spectrum disorder, autism spectrum, sorry. But I life coach anyone from, let's say, age 20
0: to about 85. Wonderful. So you, you already mentioned the word freedom, and we are all about freedom in mm-hmm. all its forms. So tell me a little bit about what, you know, when, when I reached out and said, mm-hmm. I'd like you to come on this show called Freedomology. What did that mean to you when you thought of the word? What, what does Freedomology represent for you? Well, it's
1: huge for me. Um, because I literally felt that I started my adulthood as a bird trapped in a cage. We don't need to go into details for you, I think, to imagine a bird stuck in a cage they don't want to be in, uh, and I didn't have, I would say, just healthy opportunities to be an adult, a thriving human until um, much later. And once I did, I just felt like I, a bird set free, trying to exercise my wings every way I can, try everything, go everywhere, do everything and thrive. So the words thrive and flourishing really mean a lot to me. I understand what it's like to be inhibited from your internal, uh, limitations and from those imposed on you. And I think every person I meet carries around something, whether it's an internalized oppression or tyranny from their own thoughts or something that's um, been imposed on them from the outside. It's a joy to me to have a small part in helping others find their freedom. I don't set people free. I just help them on that way and help them discover what's really going on and give them the tools uh, and help them actually go through the process of building the skills, the coping mechanisms and walking out
0: their um, freedom, which I think is by design by the creator. I, I love what you said right at the end, because my next question is going to be, let's talk about how the work that you do intersects with your faith. Uh, my
1: faith is, is very, um, I almost said orthodox because I've actually been interested in Messianic Judaism lately, just as an aside. But mainline Christianity, as in, I believe that the scriptures, the Christian scriptures, the Bible is the word of truth, that it's accurate, and that it reflects a loving God who created us out of love and wants us to thrive and belong with Him and enjoy this, the world that He actually created. Everything around us was created by him as well for our inspiration. What I do on a daily basis to interact with people and the world around me has everything to do with the God who made that and the love that he has for us and that's why we're here. So when I paint, when I write, when I coach others, it's absolutely anchored in, I'm here because he put me here and because he
0: loves me and he wants us to thrive. So I'm here to help others thrive. Let's talk about that a little bit. A lot of the work that I do in therapy revolves around trauma. And one of the things that I've recognized in trauma work is that it's difficult for people to reconcile their trauma experience because they believe that the trauma defines who they are. And so part of the work that I do is about helping people to come to a recognition of who they were created to be, who they were designed to be, before the trauma came into play mm. for themselves in that. So that as we go through the trauma work, they can be reminded, you know, mm. I'm a child of the most high God. I was made in his image. I was knit together in my mother's womb for a purpose. And my purpose is to do these things. Right. And so mm. they come to realize that the trauma doesn't define me. The trauma is a single thread yeah. that weaves through the tapestry of my life. How is that represented in your journey? Mm both in escaping that cage that you were in and walking into your purpose. What was that journey like for you?
1: It's hard for me to reflect on that journey because it's so massive uh, and and streamlining that into something logical might be hard for me to do. But what impresses me initially is I had to recognize that entrapment was in part my own making. Um, that as a broken human, I invited it. I walked into it. That's not true for everyone. And that's not my theory of abuse at all. Um, We we aren't worthy of abuse. We don't deserve that kind of treatment. But for me, I just needed to recognize what got me there so that I wouldn't repeat it. So that I really use in my understanding of what's going on with other folks. But moving on from that, it, it is exactly as you say. For me, it's imperative that people get. I was uniquely and lovingly designed with value. I have a specific blueprint that God had just for me. Boy, is that a hard one for people to get. And mm-hmm. um, There's so much internal stuff. You, so, you talked about that thread woven through. That, that thread is really deeply woven and attached to some nerves. And it can take years mm-hmm. to get past that, even with God's healing hand. Um, so I acknowledge those things, but I recognize I have a specific design. God gives me some latitude and fleshing that out. God had, God has a heart for me, but, and he has some intentions. He has some things he would love for me to do, but he also lovingly gives me the latitude and he gave me thought and emotions and reason and, and wonderful tools in the world to be able to flesh those out. So I really tried to help other folks understand that that's true of each one of us. So it's not a binding for people who don't know the Lord. I don't want to say, hey, I need you to fit in this little Christian box here and God's going to bind you. (laughs) Uh, It's it's so much more about the freedom to flourish and unbundle from the, the ties that the world has imposed on us and that our own sinfulness has imposed on us.
0: Can you speak to the notion of freedom from fear specifically? And the reason I'm asking this question is because I'm thinking of a client that I had, and I will probably talk about him a lot on this podcast because he had such an impact on my life. But a client who who died in his old age, having not accomplished any of the things that he wanted to accomplish because he was motivated by fear. Mm. Right. And that fear and that avoidant kind of personality style I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid of being made a fool of, I'm afraid that someone will say the wrong thing. I'm afraid that that it won't work out the way I want it to work out, so I just won't do anything. And just dying full of regret, You know that just feels to me like that's not God's intention for us, right? And so when you're coaching your clients and you see that they're kind of trapped in that fear space, how do you encourage them to move out of that?
1: Well, first I have to say, the whole authenticity that I would be looking in a mirror each time I see a client like that. I struggle yeah. with fear. It is that number one, I consider it a sin. It is also normal and natural. I struggle with it day in and day out and I don't completely hand it to God to take care of. If I did, then I believe that I would be more free as an individual. And so I'm really seeing myself in what you're saying as in, is uh, also in my clients. I'm so emotionally impressed that you asked that, <laughs> that I can't use my words. Um, and another, an aside, a slight aside from that is a piece, this is a piece that's important to me. You asked that because in my opinion, the Lord brought you into my life. And so I'm going to take away a lot from you and your perspective and what you bring to your clients in terms of overcoming fear. Um, so it's important to me to help people see with healthier eyes, with clearer, clearer vision, removing some of the filters that they've taken on that we've taken on from the world around us. So part of it is just doing this for my clients and helping them see that fear is not an innate part of you. It's become woven in, but it's partly our own sinfulness. It's partly the experiences, our family of origin, our teachers, those people who impacted us. And it's partly us gripping things because we are afraid and we don't trust in the God who loves us to heal. So it just really so much depends on the individual's experience and what are those things that created that fear that resulted in fear as to what I would work with them on and how. Mm -hmm. But prayer, man, howdy. Prayer has to be a part of it because I believe in a spiritual realm that is both angelic, but also um, a darker side. So I think that there are whispers in our ears that don't come from us or God or from people. So Mm -hmm. they speak fear a lot
0: (laughs) are you familiar with Francesca Battistelli's song goodbye fear yeah
1: are you gonna make me cry do I need to get
0: Kleenex (laughs) it's one of my favorites and I'll I'll be you know I'll be completely transparent here um that is something that I've struggled with my entire life you know my business would be way further ahead Mm would be way further ahead if I hadn't spent so many years being afraid. You know, what if, if, if I go back to university and my kids need money, my money's going to be tied up in school so I can't go to school. You know, if yeah. my daughter was going to university, it's like, well, we can't have two people in the house going to university at the same time. But I have two kids. <laughs> so at some point we would have had two, two kids going to university at the same time, you know? And so yeah. I've had all of these narratives in my head Saying yeah. no, you can't do that, and you can't do that, and that's too risky, and and maybe you should just get a full time job. And I, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't do the nine to five. I was not created for <laughs> five. I wasn't either. I was created to do twelve hour days, okay, not eight hour days. <laughs> As an entrepreneur, you always work more. You know. Well, um, yeah, but not behind
1: a desk for someone else.
0: Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but when I I remember when I heard that song, I was like, this is my new anthem. This is my new. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm breaking up with you. You're no longer welcome in my life. Yeah. No, I don't want to have a relationship with you anymore. And you know, that that was about 2 years ago I heard it for the first time. I posted it on my blog. I was so excited about it. I was telling everyone that so I was like this for some reason that just created this kind of breakthrough that I it's okay for me to be scared, but it's not okay for me to be married to it. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Such a good way to put it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I can be afraid and I can still do the things. Yeah. You know? I and, do. Right. And then when my client died, I was like, okay, so now I'm going to do all the things. Right. Because I, I don't want at the end of my life to stand before God and him say, you know, I gave you all this talent and I gave you all these skills and I gave you all these opportunities And you didn't take them. You didn't take advantage of them. Yeah. I I don't want to have that conversation. Right? That is right where I live. That's
1: almost precisely the thought that goes through my
0: mind almost every
1: day. Yeah. I know that you think this. He's not going to kick us out and say, well, I don't want. But he longs so much for us to flourish for our own joy, but for the joy of others and for his joy too.
0: Yeah. For his glory. I mean, if, if you know what your purpose is, and the only thing keeping you from fulfilling your purpose is a chain Ugh. to fear. How about you just, you know, get a gun, get a jackhammer, get a welder, <laughs> get something. And how about you just break that thing off, you know, and, yeah. and just step through because everything we want is on the other side of that fear. Right. I agree completely. Well said. Thank
1: you, man. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's so true. There's another song. I'm so I'm trying to think of the fella's name. He's infamous for going into prisons where he used to be and singing, um, ah, such a great rough voice, manly man with a that beard. Is. It sings fear is a liar or fear. You're yeah. a liar. That's yeah. a great one as yeah. well.
0: Williams, um, He's awesome.
1: Yeah. You know what occurred to me as you were talking and should occur to me more often is the piece of, um, P I E C E the piece that community is supposed to play for us as believers. And guilty right here, I tend to stay solo more often than I need. But I do think that it's easier to see that fear playing in other people's lives. When it comes to ourselves, it's just harder to let go of it. And so I, I think that that indicates our need for community, our need for maybe accountability light, but helping one another take that jackhammer and break the fear. In fact, I don't know if you're keeping up with the chosen um, season two, episode six, the, the, the gospel in, in a kind of a real life drama acted out. But that was specifically the, the theme um, of, of the episode that just came out. And it involves Mary Magdalene, uh, some of the disciples, uh, Matthew and um, Simon, and how they really helped her relinquish some of that
0: fear Mm -hmm.
1: it's convicting even as i say it (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah, it's it is important i agree to have that community and too often i think in the faith-based communities particularly in the evangelical church we get into the habit of hiding our vulnerabilities because there's an expectation of perfection yeah And that is, I think that is so contrary to how God intended the church to be, you know, the church is supposed to be a place where you can come and you can be honest and raw and vulnerable and people should rally around you and support you and and pray you through and work with you through these things. Um, But we've developed this, these false expectations that once you come to Christ, you have no problems. (laughs) all right you should have no problems just look perfect you act perfect and if you've got a problem you better deal with it you know somewhere not here because come to the front and you're weeping your brains out everybody's going to think oh my gosh what did she do
1: (laughs) and people are threatened by that
0: yeah um so it's you know one of the things that's really that i'm really passionate about is changing church culture wonderful Right, and making church culture more loving, more compassionate, more empathetic, less judgmental, less and, and more trusting, more trusting of who God is. If, if God is all powerful and he, his spirit lives inside of me and acts as a convicting agent, as a moral compass and all of those things, why do I need somebody giving me a set of rules on how I should live? <laughs> You know,
1: <laughs> just curious. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Boy, you are speaking some language that I can really relate to. It's worthy of a conversation for well, maybe a day long conversation. <laughs> yeah, but, I yeah. that's very powerful. It goes <laughs> right back to um, you know, being a hurting, very young woman with a with a baby and being completely clueless as to what addiction was that, that I was seeing in my partner and the mental illness and loving people around me in the church, but. It's don't, we just don't want to come too close to you because it might hurt us too. <laughs> you know? right. you can't, can't blame others when they haven't gone through it. And I do, it is easier in retrospect to go, thank you, God, for letting me survive that so that I can help other people.
0: Um, it's such a privilege. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, they, they say that you grow through what you, what you go through. And certainly I, I do think that God has just enough of a sense of humor. Mm and he's i mean he's the master designer right he's the master planner he's he's weaving the destinies of you know 6 billion plus people on the planet and i think every once in a while he's like oh this is going to be really hard but she's going to be so surprised at where she ends up when it's you know what i mean like I do. I do sometimes i i have prayed to god and said you know i have no idea what you're doing yeah but I hope that you're gonna let me in on it soon because this really sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine turning on Christian radio? And I, I actually listen to lots of classical and all kinds of other music, but if you turn on the Christian radio and you can hear Julie singing, this sucks God, can you, can you let me in on you? You can tell I live in Nashville. I, I don't write songs thankfully, but <laughs> everything's a song. <laughs>
0: So true, yeah. I don't know if that one would ever make the top (laughs) forty. You
1: never know in this town. That's
0: so just so true
1: and so poignant. And how much masking we've done, and how much fluff and crap we've tried to pad the church with and the church experience. Give me simple. Let's meet outdoors under the tree as long as there's no lightning. And and listen. Look at the trees. Even they're worshiping. You know. Let's. I'm not talking about hugging and kissing the trees, but I mean, observe what nature does to worship God and do that right where we're from. We don't have to, as you say, look this way, talk this way, do our hair that way. The church needs to be full of sinners.
0: If it's not, there's something wrong. (laughs) Same after years. Like if everybody here is perfect, we're not doing our jobs. We're a social club. That's right. We all do our piece, right? We all do our part. Yeah. And, um, and showing people that church experience can be different. It can be authentic. It can be real. And instead of setting up barriers that keep people away from God, yeah. just opening up the doors and, and making a way clear so that they can get to that relationship. And yeah. stop trying to control it. Yeah, just, just let it happen organically, right? Because that's what I think God is looking for. He's looking for true worshipers. He's not looking for people yes. programmed. To worship him he's looking for true worshipers but we will worship him in spirit and in truth, in truth. absolutely
1: right you said barriers and i was thinking barriers um uh, you know of all kinds of course we don't need to get into that um, and i've seen it my whole life you know i grew up in alabama god help us um in the 60s and the 70s and um <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me if we recognize our own being if we if we can come to the point of recognizing who I am, why I'm here, what got designed in this whole grand scheme here, we would have a better sense of that person's value and that person's preciousness and how we must lean on one another. But I think you hit the nail on the head. Fear seems to be the master of everything and everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's throwing up those those
0: barriers. Yeah. So frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, freedomology is so entrenched in that notion of freedom from fear Mm. because fear is such a powerful motivator. It it drives us to do things we shouldn't do and it prevents us from doing the things that we should do, you know? So I love meeting people like yourself. I had a wonderful conversation yesterday with Tara Bradham and uh, just, you know, looking at the adversity that Mm. she's overcome and how she was able to fight through some really difficult issues and still come out victorious and empathetic and loving and willing to work with others and to pursue the path and the purpose that God has for her life. And talking to people like you and Tara and you know, some of the other folks that I've had on the podcast already, that seems to be the common thread that, mm. you know when you, when you discover your passion and your purpose, and you pursue that wholeheartedly, then you know, the pieces of your life just start to fall into place and everything comes together.
1: I think that whole is just oh, I have so many things I'd love to comment on what you just said. Um I I believe that life wheel that all the pieces of your life radiate, those key pieces like relationships and finances and God and all those things, the dog, the cat. All of that should be surrounding the core, the core being God. But what is that kind of that mission? Who am I and why am I here? And if they're not, then we're just doing this all day long. And, that, <laughs> and that's what we're, that's what we're all doing. You also said the word victorious, just as I was thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna tell her about my name. My first name, Lori, means victorious. And my middle name is Victoria. So my name literally means victory, victory. <laughs> And I, is a very, very shy, very small child, and I'm only five feet now in my 50s, I just really wanted to know what on earth that 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 meant, because I think names mean something. God God whispers to parents what they should name their kids or something. But now I get it. And I, yeah, there are days when I wish I hadn't gone through that, so I didn't have to become victorious or an overcomer.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, But
1: I am, and I raised two very strong young women who are now ladies, and I see how important it is for them to get by in this world and be fighters, a certain kind of fighter, not another kind of fighter, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, but fight to get over
0: themselves and fight to get past the fear and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If you could leave one thing with our listeners in terms of, I don't know, a personal philosophy that really stands out for you or one piece of advice for people who are struggling in their lives to find their purpose and to pursue their passion, what would that advice be?
1: I I truly think it all comes back to an anchor. We have to have an unfailing, sure anchor. If someone's not a believer, I could say, well, you need God, you need Jesus, but that just gets deflected. It doesn't really mean anything, but everyone is looking for an anchor. Everyone recognizes the need to be grounded and centered and to have hope. And there's only, I've tried everything. We don't have time to talk about that. But there's only one hope that's never failed me. And as far as I can see in the world around me and in history, there's only one hope that's never failed anyone. And that's the Lord Jesus and the Father God and the Spirit. And so whether we're trying to get past fear, find ourselves, find our meaning, uh, figure out how to do our finances or do our business. It all comes back to the anchor of hope, which is Christ.
0: Mm, awesome. So, where can people find you, Lori, online? Share with us where where they can find you and what you've got in the hopper. What's what's going on, and how can people get more of your content? Uh, my
1: uh, web page reflects my business name, which is Bloom, uh, and in my coaching life, it's Bloom Life Coach. Hence, my web. Uh, web presence is bloomlifecoach and that uh, it has various tabs because I do different things: um, custom art and the life coaching, and I garden, um, I blog. But all of that goes back to my core purpose or my my life creed, which is to to nurture uh, flourishing in people and in the created world that is sustainable for us and for the world, but that's also beautiful because god made us to grow beautifully so that supports everything that i do and you'll kind of see that reflected there website is going to be uh, changing as i write i've got several manuscripts in in the hopper as you say one is on the life creed finding that core vision mission flourishing purpose that god has for you and how to walk that out very simply and then i've got some kids books that i'm writing about seeing uh, the glory of god and what he created the natural world you might even see some pictures of pies and cakes and garden goods because I think there's just so much beauty to be found
0: in our everyday lives. Awesome. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. For the opportunity to meet and to connect today. This has been a really interesting and uplifting conversation. Thank you and for me as well. It's a privilege, Julie. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for being on the show and that my friends is a wrap. Thank you for listening to this episode of Freedomology. Please reach out to me. Let me know how you're enjoying the show. Do you have any suggestions for us? Any guests that you'd love for us to interview? Share your feedback, thoughts, and comments with us on our Instagram page at leverage underscore you. That is leverage underscore you. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you. Until next time, this is your host, Julie Christensen, saying farewell be well, and live well. Thanks for listening to Freedom All.